This, this, this is you. K U T. K U T. Austin. Stop. I used to get mad at my Hello, and welcome to Higher Ed, KUT's podcast focusing on issues of higher education, lifelong learning, and exercising the brain. I'm Jennifer Staten with KUT 90.5, Austin's NPR station, talking as always with Dr. Ed Berger, president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. Hello, Ed. Hello, Jennifer. It's so good to be back with you in your Austin KUT studios. (laughs) I love it here. It is great to have you back here at KUT. You know, I just use, I overuse the word great. It's one It's one of my favorite adjectives, but I think I use it too much. No, no, no. You can never use that word uh, too much, I don't it's, think. Any any um, positive uh, positive descriptor, I think, is good. In fact, I, I need to say just as an editorial how wonderful it was. So I'm not going to say great, but how wonderful it was <laughs> to actually see your parents. We did, a, we did an event at uh, Book People yes. a, a few weeks back, and uh, your parents were there, and they're so nice. Well, thank you very much. They had a f- uh, fabulous time. You were talking about your new book. Yes. That is based on making up your own mind exactly yes yeah we had a wonderful time that was that was a great they're awesome they're awesome thank you you ever put them on the radio i haven't you should put them on you see that's what i would do well now they know the call is out (laughs) we should bring i'll bring my mom and you can bring one or both of your parents and then we can do a foursome we'll have we'll have parents night (laughs) on higher ed you know how schools have parents days where parents come we'll do a parents days podcast when did you lose control of the show exactly? I, from the beginning <laughs> when I, I start when I first opened my mouth. <laughs> but, but it's great. It's all great. Great, great. So what I was hoping would come out of my mouth was a, a sort of a, a more powerful adjective. It's splendid to have you here. It's amazing <laughs> to have you here. But I find that I always get sort of stuck on the same adjectives. But actually right. there's there's a connection with adjectives and a habit of effective learning that I thought we could focus on today oh. because I'm realizing that in our many years of conversations, we've never actually done that. For deep understanding, yes, adding the adjective, as I like to call it. Adding the adjective. So what does that mean? So you know that that this course and, and, and this latest book of mine, it, it's it's all about suggesting practices of thinking and learning and growth that will allow us to become even better. That's the, the, and these aren't philosophical things. These are concrete things that we can practice. But just like anything else, like piano, you know, when you first start doing one of these things, it will see artificial and, and a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, Just like when you're playing the piano, right? You can just hit some keys and it just seems very artificial. But with practice, all of a sudden you you create music. And the same thing here. If you practice some of these elements, then you actually create thought. And one way is to just add the adjective, which means that when you're looking at something or trying to understand something or have a, a puzzle or an issue or a mystery that you're trying to resolve, instead of trying to resolve it head on, Just add descriptors. So give me an example of what that would look like. Sure. And and so, for example, I'll give you a historical one. Okay. Okay. So at the very beginning of the the, uh, 20th century, we were involved in a global conflict. And when that global conflict came to an end in, in 1918, it was called the Great War. 
or uh, the War to End All Wars, which was in hindsight a particularly stupid name. Because it was not the It war turns to out end no. If it would have been, that would have been awesome, right? But it turns out not so much. We like war. Uh, but only years later, when we were uh, deeply ensconced in uh, World War II, uh, was it called uh, World War I and renamed. Uh, but what if we would have added the adjective in 1918? Well, then we might have said, well, uh, we just concluded the first World War. What does that immediately provoke in your mind? That there would be a second, that exactly. there would be a following exactly. one. And that's the point of adding the adjective, that it provokes some thought. And and it turns out that often for us to see things that are in front of us, we have to identify them and spell them out and give them a name. And so by adding the adjective of what we see around us, it allows us to see the things that are there that we otherwise would have missed. So how would this play out in a classroom? How have you used this to help students puzzle through something? Well, uh, so in in my course on effective thinking, where I give them puzzles, uh, quite often I will ask them just to add descriptors to a particular thing that they're trying to figure out. And often they have, there's actually an audible sound that we make when, when we actually have some epiphany. And it's like, oh, <laughs> that, oh yeah. Yeah, I exactly. And so um, now to practice this though, what I uh, did this semester, which was interesting, is I um, would give the students a not so famous quotes by very famous individuals. So these, so if it were like a John Kennedy quote, it wouldn't be "Ask not what your country can do for you." Uh, it would be something that that people wouldn't necessarily identify to JFK. And then I, I'd put this on the screen, and then I would have the students take a few minutes to add descriptors to the quote. And it could be describing what the quote is saying or even describing how you feel about the quote, how you respond to the quote. But here's the key for any of these effective thinking that we've been talking about now for about four seasons. It's not enough just to add the adjective and move on. These are very mindful practices that, that we're suggesting. And so with add the adjective, the goal is to add a descriptor and then hold on to it and keep looking at it until you have an ah oh! insight. And then once you have that, then you can move on to another descriptor or eventually actually resolve the issue because you'll have so much information in front of you. Well, I have some um, choice descriptions for the puzzler sometimes that I probably can't say. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't say that on the air. I probably can't say them in a podcast, but I will say that um, I'm ready for a new puzzler would if you, you are like ready one? to unveil. Well, I didn't say I would like one. I said I'm ready for one. Well, then why don't we actually try this? So okay. I will give you the puzzler, and then why don't you <laughs> And just I can say try... the adjective. Yeah. Add... Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, but keep it clean. There are okay. children listening. But but add the adjectives, and, okay. let, and, and let's just see where it goes. Maybe you'll end up solving the puzzler right now live, which okay. would be awesome. Let's Let's try and it. it would ruin it for our listeners, but you know who cares about that? But it'll be a valuable lesson. Let's exactly. try it. Exactly. Okay, so it's it's very easy. Okay. Uh, so imagine that you have a beautiful cake. Okay. All right, and you want to divide the cake into eight pieces. Okay. Uh, but you want to do it with only three cuts. So you're allowed to make three cuts with the knife, and you wish to produce eight pieces at the end. And the question is, uh, can you share a way of doing that? So eight pieces. Eight pieces. Three cuts. Three cuts. And a cut can be a slice, right? 
So I'm slicing. I could slice down the length of a sheet cake, for you example. You absolutely. Okay. Yes, that would count okay. as one cut. Yes. Yes, that would the be length. one cut. Okay. So you could think of a sheet cake. That's a good example, right? And uh-huh. by the way, there's the adjectives. You, now you're describing it. You're saying, how about a sheet cake? Yes. Okay. And so. So, oh, so that's right. Now we're doing adjectives. So. Yeah. And by the way, this is really hard for my students as well as for the readership of, of my book, that when you hear a puzzle, people immediately want to go out and start solving it. Right. right. Whereas in all of these cases, the invitation is to practice some effective thinking so that you can begin to think that way about the the not so silly things in your life. So the the where my mind goes, I guess in the realm of adjectives related to this is descriptors of the cake. Mm-hmm. So sheet, mm-hmm. which would be just your single story cake. Correct. Layer cake. Layer cake. Which is actually I started drawing. So first I started drawing a layer cake, and then I started drawing a sheet. I cake. see that. Yeah. And then the description of the slice. So you know, can it be a long slice? Does it have to only be sort of a stab in the cake? Exactly. So so now you're thinking about what you can do with the knife mm-hmm. and trying to describe all the possible things you can do with the knife related to the cake. And I think that mm-hmm. that's marvelous. And I'm trying to think if there's any other cake descriptor, though, that would help with this because my first, pardon the pun, stab and an answer <laughs> didn't yield eight pieces. So I know I wasn't quite on the right track. Well, what was your first stab since I can see it? Well, I okay. Mean, and we're not going to solve the puzzle right. so people can still think about it. And I'm not going to And I'm not going to say whether this is a good thing or a bad right. thing, but just share with everyone what you drew because I can see it from here. So across I the made studio. an assumption of a sheet cake. Yes. So one layer and I had two long slices running the length of the sheet cake, and then one down the middle. But of course, that only makes six pieces, not eight pieces. All uh, right. Um, can, can I see that piece of paper? Yes. I thought I saw. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see the two slices. I just saw. I just. I, well, I this is I saw, my attempt at a layer cake. No, so. I understand that, but I just saw the one slice going horizontally and yeah, the one so slice here's one vertically. And here's one in there. But I didn't see there was two. I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that only gets me six. So I'm right. not quite. So I'm not quite on the right track. Well, you might be on the right track. But I might be on the right track, but yet. I'm not quite there. So, what other adjectives could you add mm-hmm. to relate the knife to the cake? To relate the knife yeah. to I the mean, cake. You know, how do you like you were saying? Okay, I can do one horizontal and one vertical. Those, those were you put two horizontal and one vertical. Well, sure. I mean, tried. in some ways, there's your own. I mean, the word that comes to mind is sort of unlimited. I mean, I could do a, you know, I could do a swirly. So that gets back knives, to the definition knives, of a cut. Yeah, cut though. has to be straight. It's a straight, straight. cut. Straight. Okay, so you can't So that's do good. Like an, so that identifies a, a, a Because there's because another, other, yes. There's another scenario where if you do sort of a curly yes. cut, you you're doing sort of you could do an infinity, you could do you, you kind could, of all over have, the place. You, in one cut in one cut you could have <laughs> you could as make many eight pe- pieces, right? Right, but that's a great insight right there and it actually I mean it, it then flows back and saying, "Okay, well then maybe I should have been clearer on this puzzle." So with three straight Wait, cuts. cuts. Okay. But you see that now is an adjective that amplifies the question. So you see what happens when you start mm-hmm. adding the adjective? You start to see the question more clearly. I love your solution that in one cut you can cut just by wiggling around and keep going back into itself. Mm-hmm. You can make as many pieces as you want. They won't be all rectilinear. Right. They might be curvy, but who cares? Right. But clarifying the instructions so a straight cuts takes that off the table. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I'm ruining no, the puzzle. No, no. But, 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 but it illustrates the point that you do not realize what's there or what's not there or what's intended until you start describing it. And that's add the adjective. And that can be used, I would argue, in 
any uh, element of human thought. So any discipline or any issue or even beyond academics as we're trying to deal with a, a problem with our faucet. You know, just describe what's going on and then see something that you hadn't seen before. But you always have to take that descriptor and let it take you someplace. Just adding the adjective and moving on is not helpful. Right. And I I was going to say, just as we wrap up our discussion, that it's that utility outside of the classroom that I think is really interesting, because what it does in order to employ that is you really have to stop. Yeah. So let's take the example of a leaky faucet and not that's like spewing water all over the house, but it's leaking. And so you're looking at it. And I think most of us will just start uh, we grab a tool or we start banging on it or we grab a pot to put underneath it and we don't stop and think, okay, let me just think for a second. Right. What's actually going on here? Okay, exactly. water dripping out. Is the pipe broken? Is it cracked? Yep. Is it defective? Is there a problem with it? We don't right. think through that slowly. And slow thinking, which I like to consider as mindful thinking, is exactly the the type of practice that we should be engaged in in all issues, whether they're small or significant, right? Because then we just are making better decisions and we're having a deeper understanding into whatever the thing is that that we're engaging with. And to me, that is the promise of what education should be. And I'm not talking about formal education where you're taking in a final exam, but what education is, something that should be ongoing in our lives. And if we stop and take the time to do that, we can go further. Let me just warn our listeners that this is not easy because the temptation, especially in an age where things are are flying faster than the speed of light, basically, because we have all these smart devices, it is hard to stop and think and stop and describe and stop and engage. But by doing so, it becomes, by practicing that, it becomes part of who we are, and then we become better. All right, listeners, you've been warned by Ed. (laughs) Dr. Ed Berger is president of Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. You can find out more at southwestern.edu. And you can keep your brain busy by keeping up with the news and other episodes of Higher Ed at KUT.org and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have an idea for a topic you'd like us to discuss on Higher Ed, you can email it to me, jstaton at KUT.org. That's J-S- T-A-Y-T-O-N at K-U-T dot org. I'm Jennifer Staten, K-U-T News.